everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. God is high and lifted up in all the earth. Amen. Come on, exalt his name with us, y'all. Come on, put your hands together. He's been so good. The song goes like this. Oh, 
highly lifted up in all the earth is who you are. Highly lifted up in all the earth is who you are. Highly lifted up in all the earth is who you are. Lord, we exalt your name. Lord, we exalt your name. Highly lifted up. Hey! 
a singing church. I don't know nothing. Thank you for clapping your hands. And thank you for getting up on your feet. But it would be nice to hear you sing with me. If you can sing with me, even if you can't sing, sing with me. <laughs> Come on, altos. If you're an alto, sing this. Come on. If you're an alto. Alto's in the building. Say. Sanctuary. That's it, that's it. Sopranos in the house said, You got that high sounding voice. We praise you, Sopranos. Yes. Sanctuary choir in the house. Oh Lord. Oh Lord, we praise you. So the low voices. We praise you. So we got some bass, sing this y'all. Oh Lord, we praise you, oh Lord, we praise you, oh Lord, we praise you, oh Lord. Come on, bass, come on, y'all. Sometimes you can't wait on the right song. 
You made it all the way to Sunday. You might as well just say, God, I thank you. Lord, you're worthy. It's not about the things that you do. It's not about the things that you've done. But right now, seated on the throne, you are high and lifted up. And I worship you. I worship your name. Come on, y'all. Let's sing this song right here. Here we go. I worship you in the beauty of your holiness, Jesus. In the beauty of
Spirit right now. Your majesty. Worship him, saints. He is so good. God, we praise your name. God, I just praise you and I thank you for being God in my life. I thank you for your grace and your mercy. I thank you for the world that spins. I thank you for the air that I breathe. I thank you for the wind that blows. I thank you for the oxygen in my lungs. Have you ever just found yourself worshiping him because he's good and his mercy endures? I'm not worthy of his kindness and I'm not worthy of his glory, but yet he finds me. He finds me every time and he says, you are worthy. You are something, daughter. You are worthy. Oh, God, he is good. He's good. And it doesn't take all that to remind you this is my praise. You got to find your praise for your own. Woo. Somebody come take this mic from me in Jesus' name. Well, if you're breathing the Lord's air, give him some kind of praise, would you? Hallelujah to our God. Hallelujah to our God. He has kept us through another week. He has allowed us to see the start of a new one. To be here together to worship him in spirit and in truth. And we're just grateful to be here. You may be seated grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. How majestic is his name. Those who are here worshiping in the building, we're glad to see you. We're glad that you've chosen to come and worship in person. Uh, is that John Bird sitting back there? Wow. It's good to see you, sir. Praise God. Yes, sir. Um, and if you're worshiping with us online, we can't see you, but we're glad you can see us. We're grateful for the opportunity to worship together virtually. We're grateful for the people behind the technology that allows us to worship together virtually every week. If you are here in the building and visiting with us, uh, if you don't consider yourself a part of the Mount Calvary family if you don't mind and if you're able would you stand so we can see who you are and where you are we'd love to see you God bless you Mount Calvary make them feel welcome would you make them feel welcome Here's how we're doing it. 
that you're here. Ah, yes, sir. Brother James Boyd, good to see you, sir. Junie, glad you're here. Good, good. Uh, Logan, Ho Lo pardon me, Logan Huggins, where are you, sir? There he is. Uh, Logan is, um, well, he was in the seventh grade at Northridge Middle School, and I've got his final grades here, um, and it's really simple. Band, career exploration, language arts, math, physical education, science, and social studies, all A's across the board. <laughs> Nicely done, sir. And where is Lorenzo? Lorenzo Huggins, who is about to be a 10th grader uh, at Northridge High School. Let's see, I've got English uh, 1201, that's a college class. A B, Honors Algebra, A, Honors Physical Science, A, Intro to Engineering, A, Spanish, A, Studio Art, A, and World Studies, A. Nicely done. And where is Landon Huggins? Let me see. Landon is going into the sixth grade. Uh, this is from Rivers Edge Montessori. Let's see. Uh, for work habits. Uh, E's are exceeds level, S's are satisfactory for level. That's all you need to know because that's all he has is E's and S's for work habits and for skills. Landon surpassed his projected goal score in reading during the spring math test by seven points and in math by one point. Way to go, Landon. Nicely done. Where's your family, Huggins guys? <laughs> nice. <laughs> Good job. Starlin Bernard, are you here? Is Starlin here? Okay. Michelle Walker. Uh, Jack Thomas. This church membership certificate is presented to Jack Thomas in recognition of his successful completion of the prescribed requirements for full membership in the Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist Church that entitles him to all rights, benefits, and privileges of this fellowship. Welcome officially, sir. Yes, sir. God bless you. Yes, sir. And Linda Thomas. Veronica Caesar and Sheila Thomas. That's Miss Veronica. God bless you, ma'am. Welcome officially. And Sheila Thomas, are you here? 
Annie Williams, where are you? <laughs> Happy birthday, man. <laughs> Sixty-five years young. <laughs> awesome. And she shares a birthday with her auntie. She's not here. Uh, she's watching online, Miss Dolores Stallings. Many of you know her as Miss Lochi. She's 85 today. Uh, Thomas Rutledge, the younger. There you are. He made the honor roll all four quarters this year. Getting ready to go into the seventh grade. Congratulations, sir. Nicely done. Where's your family, Brother Thomas? Congrats. Let's see. Uh, do you know what today is? It's my anniversary, that's right. Happy anniversary, hon. Happy <laughs> anniversary. Anniversary. <laughs> Do you know what today? 19 years. 19 years. <laughs> uh, there will be no children's church today. Um, Dr. Cookie is um, so not only is she our children's ministry director not only is she a physical therapist but she's also a doula and uh, and she has been in birth with uh, with one of her moms uh, and is unable to be here this morning uh, which leads me to an appeal we need help uh, we have plenty of children in the Mount Calvary nation we have plenty of families with children and if we will minister effectively to children, we will get the rest of their families, all right? This is something that's not an option, it's something that has to be. And in order for that to happen, um, Dr. Cookie and her team need some help. Uh, before COVID, we had a pretty good team. Uh, since we've come back, um, not everybody has come back, and that's okay, but we need workers. We need faithful workers who will help. If you're willing to help with children's ministry, would you give? Would you call the church 937-268-6736? We desperately need help with the children's ministry. Uh, we have more children than one, two, or three people can handle. All right, uh, so please pray about it and let's be about it. Next week uh, is our Ohio Baptist General Convention. That is our state denominational work. And we here at Mount Calvary, we are hosting the Ohio Baptist General Convention. Um, and I give leadership to that convention as its president. It is it's the custom, wherever, whatever city we go into, it is the custom of uh, one of the churches in that city to host the president on the, on the Sunday that the convention starts. And so uh, since we'll be in Dayton, 
uh, at Mount Calvary. I expected that we would just do service as normal, uh, but Pastor Cunningham, Marcellus Cunningham over at Shiloh said, Brother President, we would be honored if you would come and preach at Shiloh on that Sunday. And I said, Sunday morning, that's fine, but I got to bring the whole church with me. And, uh, and he said, okay, so next Sunday, we will not have worship service here. Next Sunday, worship service will be at Shiloh Baptist Church, 3801 Fairbanks Avenue at 1045. I am not sure exactly what time their Sunday school starts. We'll find out and we'll post it. Uh, we'll get the word out. But I know service starts at 1045. We won't be here will be at Shiloh next Sunday morning at 1045. I'll be preaching. Uh, the choirs will be ministering in song um, next Sunday. Please don't forget. Don't come here. Go there. Uh, with that in mind, there is a lot going on with the Ohio Baptist General Convention next week. Uh, you can watch the website, watch the Facebook page um, to see everything that's going on. Dr. Elder, um, do we have banquet tickets left? All right, the banquet is going to be on Thursday night, uh, not this Thursday, next Thursday, at the Dayton Art Institute at 7 o'clock p.m. It is, uh, it is a formal affair. It is the president's banquet. It is $65. And Natalie McClure, uh, who's, who will be in the um, vestibule with tickets after service. That banquet will sell out. Um, you, you need to go ahead and, and grab your ticket. If you want to sing next Sunday night in the opening musical, I think they started rehearsing yesterday at Mount Enon. Uh, the next rehearsal will be this Saturday, and that's here at Mount Calvary. Oh, it's this Tuesday. Okay. At Mount Enon? Oh, got it. Tuesday at Mount Enon. At what time, Brother Craig? Six o'clock? Uh, Tuesday at Mount Enon next Saturday here, all right? It's not too late for you to come and be a part of the Welcome Musical Choir. There's other stuff going on. It's listed. There's flyers in the lobby. Uh, please take a look. I would ask that you would put Friday night on your calendar. That is the night of the President's Address, and, uh, and it'll make me feel a whole lot better if, uh, if most of the people that I'm addressing on Friday night are familiar faces. All right, that's Friday night at 7 o'clock here at the church. Would you keep um, Sister Phyllis Huff's family in your prayers? Uh, her mother is in hospice. Keep her mother and their, and their family in your prayers. Also, uh, Jackie Stevenson, pray for her, would you? Uh, she has COVID. Um, and uh, pray for Ricky Harris. Continue to pray for him. He is back at Cleveland Clinic. They found some uh, some fluid that they had to get rid of, um, but uh, pray for him as well. And uh, and Dr. McMillan, Dr. Terry McMillan, uh, texted me this morning. She has shingles, and uh, and she asked us to pray for her. Um, also, keep Brother Thomas Maddox. Uh, some of you have heard already on uh, on the fourth, he was hit by a car, and. Um, and has a whole laundry list of things uh, that it did, but he's still here, praise God. Um, he is in Miami Valley Hospital. Keep him in your prayers, would you? 
and also Liz Ellen Porter. Uh, she has pneumonia, um, and she's in Miami Valley Hospital. Uh, Sister Spain, Alani Spain, had surgery, and she is in Kettering Hospital. Uh, add all of those people to your prayer list, if you will, because God is more than able. He's more than able. All right. Uh, yes, it's right here. Um, as part of the OBGC, you want to talk about it or you want me to? Okay. As part of the OBGC, uh, our First Lady Initiative, um, don't forget that we are collecting diapers and wipes from today through the 20th of July. Uh, those items will be distributed on July 20th from 9 to 1 here at the church. Diapers and wipes. You can bring them anytime between now and the 20th. And, uh, and if you are willing to help, ladies, on July 20th from 9 to 1, please come and, uh, and help us to make an impact in this community. Is Ryan Allen here? I'm almost done. Nope. All right. Um, oh, she's getting ready for the fish fry. Um, her uh, AAU team, Emerge Elite, is hosting uh, a fish and chicken fry today. You don't have to cook. Uh, you can go next door and grab uh, chicken or fish dinner and support that AAU basketball team. All right, I think that's it. Um, the the uh, Mountain Media has our, some important announcements for you, and then the music ministry is going to come. We are going to Matthew chapter 11 today, Matthew chapter 11. Calvary. My name is Devin Bolden, and here are your morning announcements. It's time to dance. The Adult Praise Dance Team is hosting auditions July 14th at 7.30 p.m. here in the sanctuary. Please bring water and have three minutes of choreography prepared. The Ohio Baptist General Convention Congress and annual session will be held here at Mount Calvary July 16th through the 21st. The Congress will kick off with a welcome concert on Sunday evening, July 16th, and will continue with three days full of classes and services. The church will cover the cost for those who want to attend. Visit the member and guest services desk for the convention schedule and information to sign up to attend. Calling all women, the Mount Calvary Women's Ministry presents the Whole Woman Conference. Join us for this Women's Weekend and Conference August 11th through the 13th. The 11th will be the meet and greet coffee and dessert bar here at Mount Calvary, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. The 12th will be the actual conference at Sinclair, building number 12, from 9.30 a.m. to 3 p.m. And the 13th, corporate worship with our guest preacher and psalmist. You can sign up online on the Mount Calvary social media and website or in person every second and fourth Sunday of the month. Please note, registration will close on August 4th. Please contact Minister Ashley Miller for any questions. Time is quickly approaching for Mother Bobby Winston's 90th birthday ball. This momentous occasion will take place on Friday, September 15th at 6 p.m. at Sinclair Conference Center. The ticket cost is $40 for adults, $25 for teens, and $20 for children and can be purchased in the lobby after service. 
Ticket Layaway is also available. This is the event you don't want to miss. Once again, my name is Devin Bolden, and these are your morning announcements. God bless. Praise the Lord, everybody. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Oh 
create me to feel. But Lord, you created me to worship daily. So I'ma leave it all right here. I will trust in you. No matter what happens, Lord, we're gonna trust you. We thank you for everything you've done for us, Father God, and we love you. We exalt your name higher and higher every day, God. No matter what it looks like, Father God, we will continue to trust you because we know that you have our best interests at heart, Lord. You. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. trust in you. Matthew chapter 11. Starting at verse 28. I'm reading from the New International Version of the Holy Scriptures. Here's what it says. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Verses 28 through 30 of Matthew 11, you may be seated. I got a text from Percy Williams. I knew he was sick today, but he has tested positive for COVID. Would you add him to your prayer list as well? Um, Isaiah when we get done today, um, would you grab a mic and tell us what's going on and, and what we need to do? Thank you. I'll give you the sermon to get your mind ready. All right. Um, Deacon McCluskey, it's good to see you. It's so good to see you, sir. We live in a time where we have been led to believe that everything we need we can find within ourselves. I will say that again. We live in a time where we have been led to believe that everything we need we can find in ourselves. That's why there is such emphasis on self. And don't get me wrong, it is, self-care is not a bad thing. 
it's just when we don't keep things in perspective. And so we hear all the time about self-care, self-love, self-esteem, self-worth, self-assurance, self-acceptance, self-aggrandizement even. We have made ourselves, and I'm going to, I'm going to get on your nerves, but at least it'll be short so I can take my wife to dinner. We have made ourselves our own gods. Where we worship ourselves actively. We put ourselves on the throne of our lives in this American self-obsessed culture. There is an anthem that I believe could describe where we are as a culture. And I don't mean any harm to you Whitney fans. She didn't know. God bless her. She didn't know what she was doing. She didn't write the song. She was just singing it. I believe that children are our future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Y'all know it. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. Give them a sense of pride to make it easier, right? Let the children's laughter remind us of how we used to be. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But then it goes deeper. Everybody's searching for a hero. People need someone to look up to. I never found anyone who fulfills that need. A lonely place to be. So I learned to depend on me. We kind of get questionable, but then it goes deeper. I decided long ago never to walk in anyone's shadow. If I fail, if I succeed, at least I'll live as I believe. No matter what they take from me, they can't take away my dignity because the greatest love of all is happening to me. I found the greatest love inside of me. Then the song goes on to say, the greatest love of all is easy to achieve, Learning to love yourself is the greatest love of all. I don't mean to offend, but that is thoroughly unbiblical and unspiritual. When the Bible says the greatest love of all, well, okay, let me put it like this, no greater love has any man than this that he would lay down his life for his friend <laughs> may I offer this morning in contradiction to all of this self worship an invitation that Jesus gives in this Matthew 11 passage where he starts out in this chapter, and you can go back and read it for yourself, he starts out with warnings about what happens when you reject him. But he ends up with promises about what happens if you'll come to him. 
He offers a whole different view and approach. He offers an invitation. And if you'll allow me to cut on across the field, let me tell you uh, the three invitations that are here in these short couple of verses. First of all, there is an invitation to salvation. He says, come to me. Leave where you are. Leave your current location. Change your course. Abandon your current plan and move. That is, come to me. I didn't tell you what this title is, what the title of this message is, did I? It's just called The Invitation. All right? First of all, there's an invitation to salvation. Come to me. Please note that the invitation given here is to himself. Come to me. Not to any man, not to any religion, not to any rules, but to him. Let me be clear, not to Mount Calvary, not to Pastor Sam, but to him. The great preacher and theologian Charles Spurgeon said it like this, not to doctrine, ordinance, nor ministry are we to come first, but to the personal Savior. This is amazing considering what he has just said in the previous verse, in verse 27, look at it. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Check this out. I know that in 2023, this is not popular theology. We want to believe that all roads lead to God. Even we as Christians have somehow bought into this notion that as long as you're a good person, you're okay. That whatever path you're on, it will lead you to God. But Jesus makes some claims that fly in the very face of that notion. Nowhere does Jesus even imply that there is any other way of salvation. He has just said, all things have been committed to me. Nobody knows the Father except me and to those uh, to whom I will reveal him. Then over in John 14 verse 6, he says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Nobody comes to the Father but by me. In John 10, he says, I am the door. And I know that we say that the Bible says that the devil comes to steal to kill and destroy but have you ever actually read that passage that's not actually what the Bible says the Bible does not actually say that the devil comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. When, when Jesus is talking in John chapter 10, he says, others who claim to be who I really am, they're the thieves. And they come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I don't mean to mess with your theology. Go back and study it in the word for yourself. Those who claim to be who I am, they come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Here's what the text says. All those who came before me, right? All right. Jesus, he was a good man. Yes, got it. But he wasn't just a good man. I'm trying to hurry up. He was a wonderful teacher. But he wasn't just a wonderful teacher great preacher but not just a great preacher an on time prophet but not just a prophet he is Jesus is the only way he is the only one who died in full payment for our sins the only one who got up from the grave and it is that Jesus who says come to me 
Now, look at who he's talking to. He says, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden. You who are working yourselves to death trying to get it right. You who are working trying to satisfy yourself. You who are working to get what only I can give. You who are burdened by the myth of self-sufficiency. You who are burdened by the power and the weight of sin. You who have the can't help it. Because you do recognize that sin is work. I got to work to go to hell. I know I'm in the word because the Bible says the wages of sin is death. Wages are paid for work done. Death is the wage that we are paid for sin. In contrast, the Bible says the gift of God is eternal life. You don't work for eternal life. It's a gift. Gifts are given, not earned. And if you are tired of working for sin, if you're tired and weary and worn, if you've had enough, if you're tired of trying to clean yourself up, if you're tired of trying to satisfy yourself, if you're tired of the way you're living, if you're weary of life and you're burdened down with the cares of this life and can't figure out what to do, Jesus says, come to me. I said it a few weeks ago, you've been searching for contentment and haven't been able to find it. You found out that you can't buy contentment. You can't drink it. You can't smoke it. Going from one thing to the next, from one church to the next, from one person to the next, from one relationship to the next, and still unsatisfied. And I know I'm spending a lot of time on this first point, but we need to understand what Jesus is saying here in this invitation to salvation. Check it out. He says, come to me all, all who labor and are heavy laden. He makes no distinctions in who can come. We make distinctions based on what we're comfortable with. We make distinctions based on who we want to see in our church we have decided who is savable and who is not but Jesus says all black folks come white folks come rich folks come poor folks come educated folks come uneducated folks come influential folks come overlooked folks come have made you uncomfortable yet all right drug addicts come porn addicts come nice people come mean people come on gay people 
straight people, by people, come. Democrats, Republicans, socialists, come. Fat people come, skinny people come, short people come, tall people, geniuses, come on, special needs people, come, Buddhists come, Muslims come, Hindus come, the word is all. In the Greek, it's pas. It means all. King James Version says all. New International Version says all. New American Standard Bible says all. New Living Translation says all. English Standard Version says all. And all means all. Come unto me all. Now, I recognize that, uh, that because God cleans us up and he has washed us in his blood and we don't want everybody to know that we were a part of that all, somebody needs to stop right here, though, and tell God, thank you, because you were a part of the all. When others rejected you, he said, come. When others said you weren't good enough, he said, come. When others said, nope, not you, he said, come on. Paul said it like this, and such were some of you. <laughs> but the Lord said, come. Not only is there an, an invitation to salvation, but number two, there's also an invitation to submission. Mm. Now, we love the invitation to salvation, but that's not all there is here. Jesus says, come to me in verse 28. But in verse 29, he says, take my yoke upon you. That's an invitation not just to salvation, but to submission. Take my yoke, a yoke, a, a wooden frame that would be placed on the shoulders of animals um, to harness them to plow harness them to the plow and to each other and here it is metaphorically used to refer to bondage to a mandatory responsibility not just that you would be saved but that you would submit it is to be in subjection to somebody else this is how the Lord uses this term uh, yoke in Matthew eleven twenty nine. in verse 28 Jesus offers rest to those who labor and are heavy laden but in verse 29 Jesus commands those same exhausted people to put on his yoke to voluntarily submit take my yoke you take it you put it on right? there was a song we used to sing he makes me do right what? no he doesn't you take the yoke he gave you a will to voluntarily submit. You can choose to submit to me. May I offer that one of the saddest and most glaring indictments against the modern church is that we have churches full of saved people who won't submit. grateful to be saved but won't submit to him we shout about being saved but we won't do things his way 
thank you for saving my life, Jesus, but I'll take it from here. <laughs> Listen, saints, as his children, as his sheep, we don't get to determine our own way. We don't get to set our own course or to decide what is and what is not acceptable. We don't get to decide what parts of the Bible we're going to listen to and what parts we're going to ignore. We must submit. This is an invitation to be guided by his yoke, to be directed by his plan, to be led by his teachings, to be steered according to his word, to submit to his plan, to surrender to his way of life, to abide in his word and let his word abide in you. You know what the Bible says, trust in the Lord. With all your heart, lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He shall direct your paths. Y'all know what the Bible says, submit yourselves unto God. Resist the devil, he'll flee from you. That's one verse. I'm afraid there are too many, of us, too many of us trying to rebuke the devil without submitting to God. Submit. Learn of me, he says, for I'm gentle and humble in heart. And you should learn that from me. You see, submission requires humility. Submission requires us to remove ourselves from the throne of who we think we are in order to be open to who he has created us to be. Are y'all listening to me? H.B. Charles said it like this, a closed mind is the end of discipleship. We are to learn from him with childlikeness, with diligence, with submission. Submission is a byproduct of humility. And I am convinced that there are far too many of us who think we know better than God. But we're called to humility. 1 Peter 5, 6, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. And, and at the right time, he'll raise you up. You know what the Bible says. God resists the proud. Right? That word in the original text, resist, it means to stand in opposition. He sets himself in opposition to the proud. He fights the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. You know, the Bible says, if my people who are called by my name, you can finish it, will humble themselves. He has shown you, O oh man, what is good, Micah 6, 8. What the Lord requires of you, act justly, love mercy, walk humbly with God. It's an invitation to salvation, but it's also an invitation to submission. My prayer for this church is that we would learn submission to God in a very real way and personal way that we won't be satisfied just coming and having good church and going out and leading raggedy lives it's an invitation to salvation it's an invitation to submission but then finally and I'm done it's an invitation to satisfaction 
It's in the text. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart. Here it is. And you will find rest for your souls. I remember as a boy, sometimes uh, my mom would, would say, I'm, my, my soul is tired. Hmm? I don't know if you've ever been there, but I'm learning. I am learning that life has a way of taking you to the point where your very soul is tired. But I've got a remedy for that today. Jesus says, come to me. That's salvation. He says, take my yoke. That's submission. And you'll find rest for your soul. That's satisfaction. I know you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. But he says, come to me, take my yoke, learn of me, and I'll give you rest. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble again, but here goes nothing. You don't have to sow for it. You don't have to stand in line for it. Don't nobody have to touch you for it. <laughs> he said, come to me. Take my yoke. Learn of me. I'll give it to you. <laughs> I know you're weary and heavy laden, but come to me. Take my yoke. Learn of me. I'll give you rest. Would you help me and prophesy to somebody who is sitting next to you and tell them, thus saith the Lord, I'll give you rest. Everything you need, I've got it. What you've been looking for in relationships, I've got it. What you've been searching for in the pill bottle, I've got it. What you've been looking for at the end of the glass bottle, I got it. What you thought you would find in another job, I've got it. What you tried to achieve by getting more achievements, I've got it. What you thought you would find in a different relationship, I've got it. What you were looking for when you went to another church, I've got it. He says, come to me, take my yoke, learn of me, I will satisfy your soul. Is there anybody in here who can testify that he will satisfy your soul? Is there anybody online, anybody watching now who can testify, I came to Jesus <laughs> just as I was weary, wounded, and sad. Let me get on out of here, but I found in him a resting place, and he has made me glad. It's my anniversary. I've got to get out of here, but can I ask you one question? 
won't he do it won't he satisfy your soul won't he do it won't he make you whole whatever it is he can do it if it's saving your soul he'll do it if it's healing your body he can do it if it's deliverance for your children won't he do it if it's provision to make ends meet won't he do it if it's victory over the enemy won't he do it if it's peace in your mind won't he do it if it's joy in your soul won't he do it if it's resources to stay in school won't he do it if it's healing from your past won't he do it whatever it is he will bring it to pass he can move mountains he can calm your storm he can speak in your situation he can make the enemy behave he's got the power to do whatever it is how do you know it i'm so glad you asked me because on a hill called calvary he was hung up for my hang-ups on a hill called calvary he was crucified nailed to the cross took the wounds for my transgressions took the bruises for my iniquities took the punishment for my peace and he died only his blood could satisfy only his blood could wash me white as snow crucified died buried in a tomb but right early Sunday morning he got up from the grave and said oh won't he do it won't he do it won't he do it won't he satisfy won't he satisfy he will give you rest he will give you rest in your soul You tried everything else. You, you tried rest for your body. That's why you went on vacation and came back just as weary as when you left. You had a good time, but you're still tired. You're still weary. Because there is a rest that reaches beyond the body. There is a soul rest. And even the winds are whipping around you and the storm is in your life and the sea is tossing you back and forth even then you can rest in your soul whether you got plenty of money in your pocket or no money at all you can rest whether your children are doing right or your children are off the wall somewhere you can rest because you have come to him you've taken his yoke you're learning of him and he gives you it's a gift 
How do you remain calm with everything you're going through? How do you continue to praise him? And I know what's going on in your life. You can just look at him and tell him it's a gift. That's the invitation. Jesus says, come to me. You come to Sam Winston, you're going to be disappointed for a couple of reasons. Number one, because I'm human. Number two, because I won't always be here. I will either retire or die. You come to Mount Calvary, <laughs> that's not safe because we're made up of human beings and somebody is liable to disappoint you but the invitation is not to pastor the invitation is not to Mount Calvary the invitation is to him The invitation is to one whose father loved you so much <laughs> that he gave his unique, one-of-a-kind son. That's Jesus. That whoever believes in him, that is, anybody should not perish but have everlasting life. That's good news. That's good news. And if you're here and you are not sure you're saved and you are tired of trying to do it yourself, weary, tired of trying to scratch the itch, weary, heavy laden, if that's you, would you come now And don't be ashamed because everybody in here who's saved has been there. Everybody had to come through the same blood of Jesus. We clean up well, but everybody got a story. Y'all, come on. If you're not sure you're saved, come now. You want somebody to walk with you? They will. Just hunch them. They'll be glad to walk with you. Best decision you'll ever make, I promise you. That's the first call. You're not sure you're saved. You're not sure where you're going to spend eternity. Here's what the Bible says about it. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. If you're not sure, come now. Come on. That's the first call. If you're not sure that you're saved, you can be sure today, you can know where you're going to spend eternity. And let me tell you something, all of us are going to spend eternity somewhere. You can spend yours with Jesus Christ. That's the first call. Second call is this, you're saved already. You already know where you're going to spend eternity, but you know that the Lord wants you in this place as your church home. 
If that's you, would you come? Come on. Those two calls. You're not sure you're saved or you know that the Lord is calling you here. Come now. The saints are praying for you. They've been praying for you all morning long that when you hear his voice, you won't tell him no. But that you tell the Lord yes. Aren't you tired of trying to say no to stuff and failing? Aren't you tired of looking for satisfaction in places where it obviously cannot be found? You're not tired yet? Aren't you tired of trying to work to be a better you? When the Lord is saying, I'm not trying to make a better you. I'm trying to make a new you. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Please don't let this moment pass. Don't let this moment pass. Come now. I've been saying that all morning. What key are you in? I need you to be in F, though. Like this. Jesus me That's it. The cross. Oh, Here's the good news, and it's free to all are and it flows from Breathe my uh-huh. Come on, lift it, lift it. Sing in the cross. Come on, pray this with me, would you? In
really don't think that she's the only one. That's why I'm waiting. I really don't think she's the only one. That's why I'm waiting. If you're here and you're tired and you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, come on. Pastor, let me clean myself up. Let me get some stuff together, then I'll come. No, if you could clean yourself up, you wouldn't need a Savior. But thank God for the blood of Jesus that washes us clean. Come on. Come on. You won't regret it. You won't regret it. This is the best decision you'll ever make. Come on. Come on. Come on. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. Come on. That's it. I just don't believe that's it. Come on. Come on. It's worth the wait. Come on. Today is the day. Today is the day. Come on. Come on. If you're online, put it in the chat. Send us a message. He will give you rest. But you gotta come to him.
going to move on. But uh, if you're still wrestling while we're talking, you come on down here. Please don't miss this opportunity. Please don't miss it. Again, if you want somebody to walk with you, all you got to do, listen, you don't even have to hunch them, just look at them. They're ready. <laughs> church all my life. Yeah, great. those who have come. Father, you said through Jesus Christ, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. That's what you said, Lord. And out of obedience, these your son and daughters have come. You said that we could take, that we are to take your yoke and learn from you and out of obedience we've come. For salvation and to submit we present ourselves as a living sacrifice. That's all we have, Lord, is us to give to you. And the promise is that you would give rest. The promise is that you would give rest for our soul. 
Some of these have come because they are weary. They are tired in their soul. God, give rest. As they surrender, give rest. As they submit, give rest. Even such that they don't even understand the peace that overtakes them, that overshadows them. Thank you for letting us be a part of the all. We love you, Lord. We trust you, Lord. We just need grace so that we can trust you more. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good. What do you want? What do you want them to do, Miss Kim? So after we, after we dismiss, y'all just meet Miss Kim at that door right there. To my left, to your right, all right? God bless you. Saints, let's praise God for those who have come today. Because he's more than able. Father, in Jesus' name. We thank you for this precious gift. We thank you for this precious baby that you have given. We thank you for her life, Lord. We thank you for your call on her life. We thank you because you have a plan for her. You have a purpose for her. I thank you, Lord, for what she's been through already. I thank you, Lord, for bringing her through eight surgeries. But Lord, I also thank you that Jesus took the stripes for our healing and you said we could tell you what we want. We can cast our cares on you. We can ask you for what you want, for what we want. Healing is the children's bread and we thank you Lord for touching this baby now in Jesus name for regulating every system in the name of Jesus for touching her little body I thank you for the testimony that will come from this precious child because she belongs to you and because you touch her in Jesus name we thank you Lord we thank you Lord we thank you Lord we thank you Lord we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We bless your name, God. Hallelujah to your name, Jesus. Hallelujah to your name, Jesus. Hallelujah to your name, Jesus. Touch God. Heal God in Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you. And I pray for this precious mother. I thank you for giving her strength beyond herself. You know she's tired. You know she's weary. You know that she is heavy laden. I thank you for your strength in her. I thank you for standing up in her. I thank you for strength to hold on until she sees what she knows. Supernatural. 
so she can mount up with wings like eagles. Run and not be weary, walk and not faint. Do it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Let the church say amen. you got it okay um, orientation is today right right after service if you have joined the Mount Calvary at 1230 that's gonna be right after service at this point if you have joined the Mount Calvary family recently and you have not done your new member orientation come on back to the conference room uh, and uh, and that will be right after service okay don't forget that Isaiah is going to uh, tell you a little bit about what's going on with him. We're so proud of him. We don't know what to do. All right? Good. Y'all forgive me. I'm not going to hug your necks. I'm going to go hug my wife's neck. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's thank God for his word today and our pastor for bringing the word this morning. Now is the invitation to giving. Amen. We have several areas of giving here at Mount Calvary. We have. Excuse me. Praise the Lord. Amen. We have several areas of giving here at Mount Calvary. We have the tithes and offerings. We have our benevolence fund. Let's don't forget about our benevolence. It's here for financial assistance. And sometimes life happens. And sometimes we find ourselves in a situation where we need help. Amen. We also have the Vision to Victory building fund for the Bobby J. Winston Center. So please continue to give for that. And there are several areas of methods to give. We have text to give, 855-908-0710. There's also cash app, dollar sign, M-T-C-A-L-M-B-C. And please write your name in the memo so we will know who you are so we can make sure that you are accounted for. Also, we have the Givelify, which is a cash app that you load onto your phone and follow the instructions. It's pretty easy to do. Um, also, we have the traditional way of giving. We still take cash and checks. So if you have your envelope, write your name on it, and there's, an, uh, there's a deacon by the door, and you can just drop it in the basket on your way out. Amen. And Brother Isaiah. Good morning, y'all. Um, my name is Isaiah. Um, I wanted to announce that I have been nominated for an award. Um, it's called the Ohio Gospel Music Awards, um, and I've been nominated for Keyboard Player and Organist of the Year. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I wanted to let you all know that you can vote. Um, 
at www.ohiogospelmusicawards.com and voting is unlimited. Um, and there's a number of other people that's been voted. Uh, the Daniel Brothers, which are one of our, um, their members is a member of our church. Cameron Barnes has been nominated um, and a slew of other people. So if you can't go support, um, voting is unlimited. And if you want to vote, the link is on my Facebook page at Isaiah Murray uh, on Facebook, yeah. Amen. Let's vote for Brother Isaiah. Amen. If there is nothing else, if all hearts and minds are clear, may we stand for the benediction, please. Father God, thank you for your word today. Thank you for what our ears heard and our hearts have received. Father God, we thank you for the invitation, God, to salvation, God. Help us to admit God's so Help us to submit, God, so we can receive satisfaction, God. Father God, we thank you for your precious people today, God. I pray, God, your blessings over each and every one of us this week, God. And to him who has given us everything we need, God, we just thank you, God, for everything you're doing in our lives, God. Father God, just thank you for our pastor today, God. Give him strength. Bless his family. And Father God, thank you for those that came to join the Mount Calvary family, God. Thank you for their obedience this morning. Father God, bless everyone that is in need of prayer, that needs healing in their bodies that Pastor mentioned earlier. Father God, you already know, but we're laying it at your feet today, God, and we're going to trust you, God, because we know, God, that you know what's best for us. So your will be done in our lives, not our will. Now unto him who is able to keep us from falling, to present us faultless before your throne. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power. Let the church say amen.